What up, potty people? It's your boy, Benny P, joined, as always, with our boy... The Sensei, P. Sweezy, yeah, Patrick P. The old, the old dojo, old dojo. We will get into the studio at one of these points, but we've got a fantastic podcast. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I agree. And it's full of a lot of spicy stuff. We start off the segment, as always, with some sneaky sauce that we think you're going to enjoy. We talk about Shacklet for a long time. So long if you time. do not want to hear about Shacklet, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> it is not the one for you. Because <laughs> talking about Shacklet, we talk about him for a solid 30-something-odd minutes. Yeah. Um, so Shacklet, buckle up. There's a lot of hate, but then there's also a lot of praise. A lot to get through. A lot to get through. We uh, we talk about uh, what have you done for me, Fably. It's a segment, segment where we highlight players that were picked up and plugged into a lineup and how they actually performed. I think you'll like it. It'll be interesting, so hang on for that one. We review the at handle and nickname updates. Uh, I also sell a solid point in the nickname segment that you can begin doing with your lineup for nicknames. Uh, a QB talk segment, what do we talk about? We talk about QBs. Yeah. And Mainly. the value in the season, we also talk about Alex Cook, the true QB whisperer. Oh, yeah. So buckle up for that. We've got a great Blizzo segment where we award the Blizzo, Butt Ugly Blizzo Award to somebody, and we also award the Danny Ainge, great general manager of the week award to somebody. So you're going to want to listen to that. New title. We also review, as always, the sticky review. We go through the weekly review of our takes from last week, how accurate or inaccurate we were, and then we take our next picks. For the following week, obviously continuing to take score as to who is winning. Um, yeah, we've got a great podcast for you. Over here at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, Pump Fake Podcast is trying to put together the best that we can for our listeners in Caterham and beyond. Man, with that being said, uh, listen up, buckle up. Thanks for listening. Here it is. Is you do not talk about All right, we are podding now. Uh, welcome to the Pump Fake Podcast, proud supporter of the Pump Fake Media Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, mm-hmm. uh, where obviously you've seen a lot of our content. We Evan put out a power rankings uh, podcast just just a couple of days ago through our Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, um, you know, database. And I thought everybody loved that. But uh, this is the podcast. This is the Pump Fake podcast. So. We're really excited that you joined us. Huge shout out. We need to do this at the beginning to all of our all of our listeners out there, mm-hmm. man. Love it. We do this for you guys all the way in Caterham, all the way in England, Great Britain, Australia. We love that one listener in those continents, and we we really appreciate your support. So yeah. thanks again for being a part of the and supporting the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. We really appreciate that. Got to shout out another listener to yeah, the podcast, new listener to the the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated pod, Pump Fake Podcast, uh, Keely Bing over at Eden Property Management. Keely Bing. So, yeah, so shouts out to her. She's a avid listener. Love it. Love our listeners, and we just don't give you guys enough credit. We just don't give you guys enough for listening to this errant, flippant, 
professional production. I just really appreciate your support. So we just needed to say that. But now we're going to get into the next segment, the start of this whole entire deal. And that is something that we like to call sneaky sauce. Sneaky sauce. Sneaky sauce. Sneaky sauce is something that me and Patrick prepare before a group, but do not tell each other what that segment is. Before group. I like you called it group. Before grouping. Before our brainstorming segment. Where we piece the whole entire podcast together. We have a segment that we keep to ourselves and we surprise each other with. And that ha- kind of helps us warm up, get started, get the blood pumping. And so we are we are going to do this sneaky sauce segment um, now. Guess how fast we're going now. I don't care. I'm having a baby. You just passed the hospital. Ricky Bobby was born. <laughs> Mama, I'm going fast. To become the fastest man alive. That's my boy, Ricky. Woo! So... You've prepared something for me that I do not know what it is, but I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, it's just a quick question for you. Sure. And I think a lot of our listeners are are going to relate to this, um, especially if you're working in an office. I know a lot of people are right now probably working remotely. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, workplace lunch, okay? This is a great topic. I'm, Yeah, I'm already interested. You told me I would be interested. I'm interested. I knew you would be. I told you if you weren't, I was just going to walk out the door and you're going to do the rest <laughs> of the pod so yourself. Good. So workplace good. lunch. Are you a lunch bringer? Are you a lunch buyer? First of all, I guess that's the baseline question. Do you bring your lunch to work or do you go out and eat it somewhere else or do you bring it into the office? What do you do? Okay. Um, I'm going to answer your question with a question. Okay. Do you think I make a million dollars? I don't think you make one million. Yeah. I'll, I mean, the conglomerate is only so young in its, <laughs> in its age at this point. Uh, so I answer your question with another question because because I'm not a millionaire, I can't afford to go out to eat every single effing day. Great. So for those reasons, I bring my lunch or, little caveat here, little uh, little spin that I know that you're not predicting. I've actually been, well, I told you about my burritos. You tried my burritos. Mm-hmm. I've been making them better and better. Mm-hmm. More butter, more cheese. As the answers, but of course, it's answered I've been every eating question. such a big breakfast that I do not eat lunch. Whoa, I know brain, like brain, brain buster. Broke. Yeah, brain buster. Um, I eat such a big breakfast that when it comes to lunch, I literally just bring a like today. I brought a can of Coke and I was like, I just drink that. That'd be good. Wow, wow. But that is probably outside of the lines of what you want to talk about. So I don't mean to. I mean that's disrupt. amazing. Yeah, I might need you to rewind a little bit in your mind of just like times when you did bring. Oh, lunch. I've got so many stories about this. This is so good. Because my question is, because I I also don't make one million dollars yet, um, so I also am a, a lunch bringer. Yeah. But Not my sure. question is, you, you bring your lunch. Sometimes it's a sad little lunch. Sometimes it's a sad little, maybe some leftovers you're not too excited about. Sometimes maybe it's a little sandwich you've prepared. Sometimes maybe it's a little adult Lunchable. They exist. You know, get a little, little salami nug, little Gouda cheese, a little almond. Salami nug? Yeah, that's what I call them. They're, okay. little, they're little quarter rounds of salami. Oh, you get okay. some Gouda that's cheese right, and a little almond. Little, you know, you're it's bird food. You're speaking my language. It's bird food. So you, you've got that in there. Yeah. You're, it's staring, it's, you're staring down the barrel at some salami nugs, right? Sure. And then somebody says, hey, I'm running to Panda. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say Panda too because that's what I would do at KP. I'd be like, I'm going to Panda. It's like, I'm, oh. well, do I? And it would I, turn into an office gap. Like me, you, and Audrey would be like, and Rebecca would be like, it's time for Panda. Absolutely. Oh, man. So it, it, obviously, it, you know, the crowd is yeah, what raging do you do? What do you do? around Panda. Like everyone's like, yeah, I'm in. I'm good. I want Panda Patrick. And it's like, I'm looking at these salami nugs and I'm like, orange chicken though? Orange chicken, sweet fire, sweet fire, oh. Beijing beef on an off day. Every now and then, every I'll throw it in there. Yeah, half chow mein, half rice. 
Sign me up. Gosh. What a now. What do you do? Yeah, that's a great point. And so that's the thing. When I did bring my lunch, like I usually, I, my normal routine, like before I started this whole breakfast kick was I just skip breakfast like a normal human being. And just when it got to lunch, I was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I will say is that whenever that does happen to me, which does happen at Benchmark frequently, even though I'm skipping lunches and all that stuff, I'm just saying from the, the vast sample size that I have, when that does happen, whatever my lunch is, see you later. Mm. See you later, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go out with Cameron and Brad, and we're gonna—he's gonna buy my lunch if he buys it, or I'm risking it and hoping that he buys it, um, or I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna risk it. I'm just gonna be like, "All right, we're going." It, Hopefully, he pays for me. Hopefully, he does. It's so tough because right right now, what we do is like, I'll, I'll have my lunch prepared, and then like people will go out and bring lunch back, and we're just all uh-huh. eating together. Yeah. And there's there's just a few places that I'm just I'm just gonna tell you I'm Sorry. always gonna jump on that train. Yeah, like Panda Canes is one of those. Are you sure Keely wants to know this? Are you sure Keely needs to know oh, this? Keely knows this. Yeah. That we 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 talk about this constantly. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's obvious. Like she knows, Connor knows. They all know. Like if they say a few magic words, I'm gonna be in and I'm Panda gonna be out. Express. Panda Express. Yeah. Sometimes so Durango's. Durango's has creeped up there. It's a Mexican restaurant across from Townhomes at Fontaine. Okay. Across from Richmond Road. Next to Fazoles. Ah, I know what you're talking about now. And you get a little burrito supreme steak, cheese sauce on top, rice and beans. I sometimes cut out the beans and I just get that cheesy rice all over everything. And I just, it's just one of those things. They go in there, I'm out on my salami nugs. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah. And so I will say there's there's a cheat code and it's bring the frozen burrito. Yeah. Because then you don't, you don't waste it because it's still frozen and you just go out to eat. You come back and you save that for next tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, it's there for me. I don't yeah. even have, yeah, that's that. Uh, and you did do that at KP. You would oh, bring some some I, frozen burritos. What did I, what did I stuff there? I think there's probably still <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. I brought a bunch of peanut butter and jelly, and I would just buy bread and just leave it there. And it's like whenever and people were not, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go make me PB and J. I'm not yeah. lying to you. I think as as recent as this July, I found a frozen burrito in that freezer yeah, that was probably yours. Frozen burritos move sometimes. You just yeah. gotta just get in there. It's nothing special. Just. Yeah. It's just so tough. It's it's cuz it adds up. Oh, it does. It adds up. All right, so this actually is a great segue in my segment on or like I wanted to get back to this. Mm-hmm. How much do you have to make to justify? Now this is a personal question, but how much would you say is like, okay, like I make X amount of dollars. I can eat out lunch every day. Let's take an average. Let's take an average if you whip out your calendar real quick, your calendar, your calculator real quick. Mm-hmm. An average meal, let's just take the overestimate, mm-hmm. okay? No, let's take an underestimate just to like, just, let's say it's $12.50 for your lunch. Okay. I feel like that's that's fair. That's solid. Yeah, it's fair. If anything, it might be a little more, might be a, I think it's a little bit more, so we we're could, taking an overestimate. Yeah, we could even round it down to 10, because I mean, if, if you're just talking canes, you can do a $7 box. Okay, fine, fine. 10. So, let's say $10, $10, five days a week. Yeah. This is easy math. I don't need a calculator for this. 52. That's twenty six hundred dollars. Twenty six hundred dollars. Hold on. What did you say? You said ten dollars five times, days a week. Five days a week. Yep. Yeah. Times fifty two. Fifty two weeks in a year. That's how many weeks are in a year. That's twenty six hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. That's a lot on the year, though. Well, it is. I <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a lot more. <laughs> well, let's round it to the twelve point five. If that'll make you feel better. It won't make me feel better. Thirty two fifty. Thirty two fifty on the year. So so let's say you yeah I mean you just. Set aside roughly, you just set aside $3,000 mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat lunch 
out every single day mm-hmm. this year? I'm just going to tell you, I don't think there's a number. Because here's what happens. You, your income goes up. Yeah. Your standard of living goes up. You have kids. You buy a house. You get debt. You get medical bills. You know, the world comes for you, all right? No matter how much you make, you can't get away. You can't get away from this world <laughs> creeping up on you, money. creeping up your in money. your pocket, yeah. sneezing and $10 comes out. You already talked That's about true. it. Yeah, 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 I got called out for that. That's right. Yeah, I just think, I mean, come on. So, so I mean, we'll conclude this segment. But are you telling me that like, okay, Patrick, you make two hundred, you make $200,000 a year. You can't spend 2600 to get Canes or Wendy's or Chick-fil-A every single lunch? Here's something to consider, Ben. Okay. All right. Let's, let's imagine you're making $200,000 a year. That's double six figs is what I call it. Double six figs. Because <laughs> Fig six baby. figs is 100K. Yeah. Double six figs is 200K. All right. What do the people around you make? Probably around the same. Where do you think they're eating for lunch? Harry's. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's moved up to the Bluegrass Hospitality Group. Going to Malone's, yeah. The, the lunches get more expensive as you make more money, Ben. You can't. So you get don't think you can way. be disciplined enough to just stay with Wendy's and Canes? No. Just because you're a high roller now? No, because you've made it, man. You can get the Malones every yeah. day if you want. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think there is. There probably is. I still think no matter what, Chick Fil A would still be in my wheelhouse for lunch, no matter how mm-hmm. rich I am. Yeah, it's all about budgeting, Ben. It's I, all about budgeting. Talking, I love budget, man. I love me a budget. So what percentage of your income should your workplace lunch be? I mean, on the income on the that I year. make right now, it should be like 1%. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you on the 1%. Okay. So that's, that's, that's I just think, it's, you can't put point a number though. I no, would probably I think, say if I made 200000 I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can. Easily. 200000 for sure. If I made, even if I made 100 k I was going to say I'd, I'd start getting you, there. Yeah. You start getting down to like the 70 and 60, it's kind of like, okay. Um, probably, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you yeah, considering just, you're just you know a double income home, yeah, you know, exactly. You got to consider these things. Good conversation, good conversation. Uh, my great sneaky sauce. It's kind of like we're playing a card game. You play mm-hmm. a sneaky sauce mm-hmm. lunch conversation. Yeah, that's so good, man. Um, mine is not as good as yours, so you have beaten my sneaky sauce. But my sneaky sauce, it's not a competition. Is um, my sneaky sauce is uh, is the Baker Mayfield commercials. Okay, okay. They are so good. Okay. They are so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, I have been watching these, and they are fire. Every single one of them. When he's like, looks like the rain's going to come in. It's yeah. like, uh, start, I'll start at the top, <laughs> you start at the bottom, meet me in the middle. And he's like, don't just stand there. Two hands makes half the work. Yeah. We'll Two hands will get done twice the time. you seen the book oh. club one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I got all this cheese. <laughs> like, I got all this cheese. Forget her. Let's talk about this honeymoon scene. Who wants scene. to vote in out of this? <laughs> the honeymoon scene. I know. It is so good. Oh, and there's, there's one problem. more. There's one more. He's bringing groceries to oh, the gate. Yeah, and he's and got the it. gate's locked. And he's like, honey. <laughs> what was he saying? My fingers are about to fall off. I can't feel my fingertips. I can't feel my fingertips. <laughs> then he drops his he's keys. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so good. I'm just saying, is. those commercials are great. Now, it's unfortunate that his PR team cannot also be out with him on the field, making his game be as good as his... Yeah, his his persona, but mm-hmm. man, those I mean, I am loving it. Commercials I are great. It. I really didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Baker 
coming out of college. Like, I think he did some stupid stuff in college. Too. I don't really remember. I don't know. Maybe Are you he's confusing really him with Johnny Manziel? Are you confusing him with him? No, but it's same same cloth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, just, I think he was really cocky and arrogant in college, which, you know, I mean, you got to have that chip on your shoulder, sure. I guess, to prove yourself. But Do you feel like his PR team has kind of diluted that a little bit? Yeah, they've changed you... it. If you didn't know him in college, you think he's just a happy-go-lucky, book-reading guy. Book-reading, book reading, mm-hmm. like this honey man scene. It's so good, dude. It so is, yeah, I was I just sh- thinking about it the other day because it came on. I just wanted to highlight that because it's just, it's just good. It's just it really good. good. So, those are those are our sneaky sauces. We're gonna move on to uh, the next segment, and we we've, we've begun to title our segments just so that you know that there's a break in the break in play. Um, before I do that, uh, what movie do you think? What movie trailer should I pick this mm. week for? What I already movie? have it picked. Um, okay, great. Moving Tell on me. to the next segment. <laughs> um, we titled this segment the, the Shack segment. Shack the segment. Shacklet segment. Mm-hmm. Um, Dear Lord, baby Jesus, I want to thank you for my family. My two beautiful sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, and of course my red-hot smoking wife, Carly. Woo! Mm. Ow! We're just going to talk about Shacklet for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let us uh, get right into it. Um we wanted to talk about his... Oh, I had something I wanted to discuss. Evan Shacklett, for those of you listening that are not a part of the Fight Club League, Shacklett is a... He's a he's a loud participant. He's a loud participant. Makes a lot of noise. Makes a lot of noise. Um, and I actually gave him a shout-out uh, to maybe last season, maybe even two seasons ago. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I ridiculed him because his method in trading is... It is substandard, below bar, sinful, sinful. Got yeah, it. it's just it's just not good. It's like it's just so cruel and unusual and mean and just uh, aggressive and predatory. It's just terrible. Predatory. Yeah, it's just predatory. So, with that being said, I have to redeem this moment because he presented a trade to me with utmost respect, mm. with just. I mean, what's the word for for when you're when you're upright and it's like you're you're polite and it's oh man I can't think of the word chivalrous I don't know gentlemanlike yeah. knightly it was so he was so just like well mannered what's the word oh. for well mannered well mannered I don't know he just listened to all of the details about our trade segment earlier and he abided, he 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 obeyed them to a T wow he texted me. Love to hear a it. screenshot mm. of the trade, whereas like maybe a confident trader would just be like, "This is good for me. I'm standing out there. See if he's an idiot and he accepts it." Mm-hmm. This trade was fair to the T. Wow! If you were adding points up per player, it was just it was solid all around. So, so you're saying not only the protocol was great, not only the protocol was met by every level with exceptional, exceptional behavior, but then the trade itself was indeed. So fair. Wow. It was uh it was Chris Godwin and George Kittle. Okay. For Elair and Elair. Uh, yeah. Elair. Elair. And uh somebody else. And somebody else. I can't remember. Should uh, I pull up your team too? Yeah, let me pull it up real People quick. Just because know. I thought it was it was that good that I'm gonna pull it up because he deserves this this recognition. Yeah, it was no, it was Chris Godwin. I'm sorry. Chris Godwin and George Kittle. That's what you said. And Elair and AJ Green, Elair and AJ Green, and I just think that's fair. I just mm-hmm. think that that is fair, and I just appreciated him because I would say 
that Chris Godwin, from what he's shown, now that we know that he's injured, obviously I almost did this trade and it would have been a bad for me that Chris Godwin would have got hurt. Mm-hmm. But Chris Godwin is better than A.J. Green. Mm. He is. Now, A.J. Green has a lot of upside, so you might want to have him on your team in case things start to click with the Bengals. But then Elair and Kittle, Elair is better. Like, he is. He's just better than Kittle. I like if that you you've now committed him. to Elair. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I heard it too many times. <laughs> so, yeah, all that to be said, great trade. I didn't mean to spend too long on it, but great trade, and he, he deserves complete recognition for um, for his for his trade. So I appreciate that, Evan. So what held you back, though? That's, that's the only last thing I want to... Um, I wasn't ready. I got to ride out this, this uh, Zach Ertz train to make sure that he's not as much of a bust as... Uh, people might assume that he is. I think that, especially even with Goddard going down, a little injury kind of need to pick that back up with our sticky note take, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. But he's going to go down for a few weeks. He's going to get even more targets, so I'm about that life. Yeah, you might um, get bailed out on that take. Yeah, I might Goddard be. Injury. Might be bailed out. Man. Yeah, so just to continue on with the Shaq segment, we've got some some questions around some takes that he's made, some things that he said, some things that he's backtracked on, some things that he's been caught in writing saying. And yeah. the big thing is Chase Edmonds. Thank you. Chase Edmonds. Thank you, man. Is the top is the top one that we want to talk about. So, I mean, over here at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, we well, have we're, a, we're the Pump Fake Podcast. But you're talking yes. about the yeah the yeah, Just, okay yeah that's what what I was speaking of yes gotcha generally and more specifically <laughs> generally is our entire pump fake multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated and then more specifically it's the um take analysis department that dug oh, in okay, yeah, that dug in that, on yeah. what uh evan was talking about with chase edmonds yeah they dug up the the video of power rankings preseason week one where he was quoted in saying by the end of the season edmonds is going to take over that backfield yeah so that that's the original take he's since backed off on that a little bit in text form um so i'm just trying to figure out if we can narrow down I tried. I tried my best. And I will say this in your defense. In your podcast, you straight up said, like, I need to review this more. And he came out and just said, wrong again on the Chase Edmonds take. It was like, you weren't not wrong again. You literally stated in there. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going, mm-hmm. I do not have all the facts. Right. I want to be sure mm-hmm. from facts to hearsay. Mm-hmm. And I was just thought it was interesting. He was like, "You're wrong again." I was like, "No, I tried to put in there that I mm-hmm. don't necessarily know all the details." And what I said actually was pretty close to word for word what he did say oh, okay, in the power okay. rankings okay, video. That's good. So, so that's what the that's what the take analysis department of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated told me. So it's just great that the crew's working hard over there. But yeah, what we what we can narrow down here is some things that he did put in writing. So one of the things he did put in writing was that Kenyon Drake will be a bust, Edmonds will be a still. That's the take. So that's not anywhere near the same thing as right. the original take he was saying. But we can put it on the board, and I'm fine with that. So it, basically the idea that Kenyon Drake's a bust where he was drafted compared to where Edmonds was a still. Uh, is that takeable? I don't know if it's takeable, though. I mean, we can definitely put it down. I just, like I, and my response to him was basically that's based on two weeks of stats, he's trending down. But... Even though he may be a steal based on draft position, it doesn't mean he's going to be relevant or startable in fantasy because I don't think Edmonds is going to be relevant or startable in fantasy throughout this entire year. And that's my opinion. So I think he's kind of sitting on the other side of that. I don't know. I'm just trying to narrow down what exactly it is that I he's I try my to best say. to influence him to actually make a take. And this is not trying to be manipulative, but in a league where we just need to make takes, then defending both sides of your argument really is just chatter. Hmm. It's just yeah. chatter. Yeah. So... Trying to say hard and fast that Edmonds will have the starting job is a take versus 
Edmonds was a great pick for his for the for was a great pick in his round that he was selected in. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. So I was trying to influence that and I don't know if he budged at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he did. Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. with that being said, do we want to try to make a take out of that or I don't know. Uh, because then we would have to define what is a useful like player and then what would be defined as a bust. Like how would you define those? And I don't mm-hmm. think we can be able to we would be able to do that. Yeah. It'd be hard to say what's um because we'd be putting words in his mouth if we we're going to say that he is saying Edmonds is startable and relevant to fantasy by the end right. of the year. And that would even be putting words in his mouth. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we have a take here, and that's fine. I mean, I already have enough. St- I have stake in Drake, obviously. I have him on my team. and Stake in Drake. I have stake in Drake. So I don't need to make a stance here. Yeah. I, I'm fine with um, whatever stance Evan wants to hold on to, and I'll, I'll hold the Drake side of it. That's kind of what I was saying. I'll plant my flag in the ground, take the injury designation off, whatever he wants to do. I think Drake is going to be the guy at the end of the year. And that's my final stance, and that's not a take. I'm just defending Yeah. Just defending my take against Evans. Maybe this will spark up a conversation in group me and maybe get it fired up again. We need to try to get to the bottom of this so that we're not just from week to week lingering on this Mm -hmm. idea. Is Evan going to make a take on Edmonds or not? Yeah. I don't know. Or we can just throw it all out. Now, with that being said, you said there was other takes that we could also visit. Absolutely. So there is some more takes this week that were put out there, and I I love that people are making stances. Love it. Some hard stances. Take a side. Take a side. Hold firm. The first one I'm going to bring up is Alex Cook. So September 24th, 3.01 p.m., (laughs) he is making the take that guaranteeing Evan won't make the playoffs this year. That's his first and only such guarantee of the year. He's just guaranteeing that Evan will make the playoffs this year. Do you have a pin? Of course I have a pin. What am I, an animal? Campus Properties pin. Shout out. I have a pencil. So now I'm going to make this sticky note take uh, on the record. Okay. And this was before this week's game. So this was before... Evan was in 0-3. Okay, so this is Alex Cookie. Yep. Call me a cook. Himself. Evan will not make the playoffs. Will not make the playoffs this year. So we stuck it. Sticky note that stick. Stuck that sticky note. Sticky note's been stuck. Sticky note been stucky. <laughs> Rodney Stucky. And he made that before the... <laughs> he made that before the third week's game was even decided. Okay. Yeah. Love it. All right. Your take has been stuck. All right. Another take. Yeah. Our boy, Connor Fulkerson. Love him. Hot take here. Still standing take. This is so good. Kyler Murray is going to score every Cardinals touchdown for the rest of the year. Stick that. Connor. Connor Fulkerson, if you're listening, consider it stuck. You think it's a little too, uh, you know, you, you might think, oh, this is too much of a take in the group me. They won't actually take this seriously. Nah. It's Here on the wall. at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, mm-hmm. the analysis department and the take department are always reviewing, Absolutely. always watching. They can see you. They can hear you. And the take is officially stuck that, say it one more time. Kyler Murray is going to score every Cardinals touchdown for the rest of the year. All caps, but you don't need to worry about the caps. It's really just the meaning TV behind it. of the year. Now, to note, it is actually applicable thus far in the... This is before this week's game. This is before this game. And it still stands. Still stands. Kyler Murray, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Cardinals, three total touchdowns. Kyler Murray has I every, mean, has every let's touchdown. Let's see how long it can go for them. Let's see if Connor made a bold take that's actually, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Whew. 
That means Kenyon Drake never gets a rushing touchdown this year. Yeah, that's your guy. That's my guy. <laughs> that's my dude. I need him to do I that. I got steak and Drake. Now, um, if he catches them from Murray, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's stuck. Okay. Uh, any other takes? Uh, let's see. Well, from our Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated uh, analysis, take analysis. Well, there was also, I guess, the, the take by Evan that he was guaranteeing a win this week was the oh, other one. Very good. Yeah. Um, well, I would stick that. Well. But it's it didn't happen. It didn't. So what I'd like to do mm-hmm. is actually create a Evan guarantee list. Oh, good. And um, don't know how to spell guarantee. I had to spell check it when I put it in the group Guarantee. It's G-U-A-R-A-N-T-E. A-N-T. That's it. A-N-T. Um, guarantee... List. I'm just going to create a list. And I'm going to do the right. And I'm going to do the wrong. Okay? Okay. Now, he's going to make many of these this season. So prepare yourself. This is one we're going to have to keep track of. I tried to ask him if he was going to make a guarantee on me and Mark. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. What I don't want is Evan is a smart man. Yeah. And again, shout out to my trade. He's grown a lot. Yeah. Okay? But what he will start to do is he'll say, I'll score over 60 points for this week. That's going to be a guarantee. He'll make that statement, and his See. percentage will go up. Mm. So we'll also have to, in this podcast, delegate what is a fair guarantee and what is what is not. I think it would be fair if the Pump Fake podcast portion of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated co-hosts had to unanimously agree on his guarantee being applicable. I mean, yeah, I would, I would, I would completely agree with that. Fantastic sentence you just made. Yeah. So if we both agree that it is sticky, notable, no, then here's the thing. I mean, Evan's obviously listening to this, and everybody else is listening to it. He doesn't want his guarantee to be washed down. Yeah. So I know that in the past, his guarantees mm-hmm. were actually a big deal. Every single time he made a a guarantee, it was legit, mm-hmm. and it was like, that's a statement. And yeah. he stuck to it, and it was it was flawless. Like, I remember playing our season or whatever. He might have missed one guarantee, and the last guarantee was like he was going to win the playoff game. That was the last one. But over the course of that, an Evan guarantee actually meant something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I don't want to do, if Evan, if you're listening to this, I don't want you to try to just better your percentages. I want you to continue to take your shackle guarantees the way that you have because I do think overall they make a statement, and they are strong, and I would say they're a high percentage take just because I think Evan has a good feel for fantasy. Now, with that being said, I think it will come down. If we see that he is making simple Evan Shackle guarantees, Mm -hmm. we may need to delegate. But for the time being, has there been any uh, any other guarantees this season? That was his only guarantee. Yeah, this is the first one, and it's the it's it's wrong. Yeah, said he was going to win, and he lost. Yep. So, with that being said, we start the Evan guarantee list. Right. Okay. Thank you. Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Analysis, Take Analysis um, team. Yep. For doing that. All right. That's great. That's a great start. I think as co-hosts, we're held accountable by the rest of the league, and then the guarantees can be held accountable by us. So, therefore, it is a circle of life, my friend. I think we can do this. We can do it. With that being said, we move on to same segment but different section of segment. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about those bugs in this house, man. Let's talk bugs. about that. Evan Shackley bugs, bro. He's got every single bug you could possibly have. He's mentioned he's got bugs in the shower. <laughs> he's got bugs in the sink. <laughs> he's got injury bugs on his fantasy team. Yeah, he does. So when I was first talking about the bugs, I thought, man, this is a this is a great metaphor for the injury. And then he doubled down and said, I have a lot of bug bites. 
So it made me a little concerned. Should we be concerned? <laughs> what are these bugs in Evan's house? Do we need to call an exterminator in? Does he need a hand? I'm just wondering if we need to be concerned. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, I got no cause for concern here. Listen, bug okay. bites are about as normal as anything, all right? You got to get bug bites. Over. I got mosquito think, bites all yeah. over me. I, if anything, I think Evan Shackle has a great bud, blood type, and the mosquitoes are hungry for that stuff. Oh, man. Okay. He's got an intelligent blood type. Mm. Mm. Wow. So with that with that being said, I just think that bug bites are normal. Bugs in your shower, uh, I haven't had any of those yet. I hope that I don't, but they're kind of normal. You think it's a water bug situation? Oh, God, they're disgusting. Yeah, they're, they're terrifying. Well, they are. But harmless. But harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Let's just go ahead and take our stance. Do you think he was being metaphorical or do you think he was actually being literal? I think we'll never know. I think we'll never know. That's a great take. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the Power Rankings Review. Evan Shacklett. Staying on the Evan Shacklett portion here. Yeah. we got a different segment. And we're talking about his Power Rankings Review, um, where he did, in fact, label us. Yeah. Um, we got the list right here. Yeah. And, you know, listen, the Triple T League is obviously getting beat up on a lot, but there's no statistical evidence as to why we would not be beat up on. That's true. Okay, I mean, that's, so with that being said, I mean, yeah, if you want to continue to put us in the bottom of the power rankings, I receive it and I accept it. Obviously, it's a challenge working your way out uh, out of the trenches. Um, but, I, I mean, outside of that, my take on his power rankings, we're still very, very solid. Do I think I should be higher? Sure. But at the time, I'm not sure that he knew that I was 2-1. and one. Um, He didn't. I was 1-1. One and one, And you have to... You have to keep that even and level amongst everybody. So I, I feel like they're still good, and my reaction is still solid to his overall pump fake, um, or sorry, uh, media outlet off of and in support of the pump fake multimedia conglomerate Industries Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he did put Griffin at four. So one of our yeah, T the tiers made it to the top four. Yes. And so what do I have to say about myself being ranked last? Spot on. <laughs> Absolutely spot spot. knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, you can't argue. I'm, yeah, just a moment was... here. I'm just going to give you a second. I, I want you to just tell us how you're feeling. Tell us what's going through your head. Uh, one and two, zero oh and three. What is it? Zero oh and three. Zero oh and three. Yeah, it's not. It's not an ideal spot to be in fantasy football in a league of twelve. Um, with the with the the way the divisions are made up in our league, just just air it out. Just air it out, man. Like what's what's going on in management? Where what have you seen? From a, from a GM's perspective with your players? I'm horrified. I'm terrified. I am doing everything I can not to tilt trade, doing everything I can not to tilt fab spend. I'm just, you know, I'm just out here trying to pull in the reins, um, have to give myself a pep talk on my Every picks. Single Every, Every single day. Every single day. <laughs> Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon get the touches. They will produce. That's, what I, that's the mantra I wake up with in the morning. Drake and Mixon will produce. They get the touches. Drake and Mixon will produce. They get the touches. <laughs> So, um, continuing to lie to myself, yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, but holding all hope that I'm not in a mascot costume or whatever punishment we figure out by the end of the year, that's the main goal right now. We're trying to get to a championship. Okay. We're not so trying to get to a playing defense. You're already playing defense. Is that, and I'm not that's, trying to speak that over you. I'm just like, from a mindset, you're saying like, all right, I have to not be last. This is what I'm trying to battle against is that mindset. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to not tilt and go into because it's a deep, dark place I don't want to be in. <laughs> it's deep and <laughs> it's, it's a deep, dark, dark place. But yeah, lowest points in the league, um, consistently underperforming every week. It's scary. And, you know, you've got A.J. Brown's been injured yeah. and that 
that's the only one injury I, I can hang my hat on. So the rest of the team just is not producing. So yeah. it's scary. It's scary. It's a scary place to be. Uh, I'm terrified for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I hold you in high esteem as far as fantasy is concerned. What, um, so to see you like this is just, uh, it's heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Um, so the least you can do is help me out by <laughs> get yourself get yourself picked up, clean yourself off. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying now, to help everybody. Uh, out. But on a, on a serious note, whenever you're down in the hole like that, it is so like demoralizing when you look at your team and you realize, even if I wanted to trade, I can't get the value out of people. Exactly. <laughs> that, and so you have to either take huge bids or not not even fab bids, like just huge gambles on players that could blow up to best help mm-hmm. your team. Yeah, and it's risky, and it doesn't make any sense whenever you're making those trades. Then because you're giving up solid value or what was thought to be solid value for absolutely nothing that could explode, and it's yep. just yeah, you're either selling really place. low on all of your players, yeah. or you're just holding on and hoping that they turn it around. I think it's time for a rebrand. I think it's time for a full wow. team rebrand. There you go. And that's how you kickstart the locker room. That's how you get things going. So that's what um, is going on uh, at the desk of the down with sickness right now um, because yeah. we're down. <laughs> With yeah, the no, I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that with us. That's really insightful. Um, hope to get some perspectives on other managers throughout mm-hmm. the the podcast. Not this one, but later podcast. I want to just get an idea, like what's going on. Where's mm-hmm. where where are you at? We don't want you going to those deep dark places. We yeah. want uh, we want competitive league, not separation. Yeah. So with that being said, again, we're continuing to stay on the uh, the Shacklet segment. We want to talk just for a moment about his fab um, gambling. Consensus. We yeah. just want to reflect on his take in the beginning of his podcast on what he thought about Fab and his his change of heart and his his vision on that. Um, I've got some thoughts, but I want to kind of open it up for you. I want you to discuss your 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 takes a little bit on his his decision, and then uh, some maybe some things made you laugh. Yeah. I think it was yeah it was interesting hearing where he came from. Um, I would like to know more about this degenerate league he was a part of, where oh. you couldn't trust people day in day out to just you know stay above bar. It sounds like he right. played fantasy football on the streets. Yeah, it sounds like he was just out I know there. Eric Johnson was a part of that league. Yeah, well, he's obviously made it to the Fight Club, so he obviously is not one of the degenerates, or he had quite the Cinderella story. So. Um, Something that made me laugh for sure. Um, listening to um, just the the breakdown of this league and how he doesn't worry about staying up at night about people trying to collude, except maybe Mark. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's really it. That's really it. That's what got me. Mark would be the degenerate, but he quickly negotiated himself back and mm-hmm. like beat his argument by saying, "But I still trust the other eleven people." To not be degenerate with him, so that would render his degenerateness useless. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I thought it was great. That was funny. It was a funny take. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to hear, and I think yeah, we definitely all seem to be on the same side of that argument, so I think it's a good point to maybe bring somebody in with the other side so that we can kind of hear about it at some point, maybe this year, or maybe we just wait until the uh, the forum next year to really yeah. dig in on that. I think this is going to be pushed to the forum just based on the fact that trying to... Yeah, trying to get to a solid a platform here where we can just make a decision outside of a group me poll because I feel like there's too many set up at one time. Hmm. It's just going to be hard to do. So there's I'm looking a lot forward of to the forum. Looking forward to the forum. I think it's going to be a great presentation. I love presentations, and I think mm-hmm. that someone will take the reins on that and do a great job. Yeah. I think Evan's already taken the reins on his side, and somebody may jump in and help him. We'd yeah. like to hear the other side as well. That's good. That's good. So that actually concludes 
our Shacklet segment. I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I know that we talk a lot about Shacklet, but the reality is that Shacklet is, uh, like we said earlier, he's a loud player. Mm. He's a loud player, and so it's interesting mm. when you're loud, even if you're one and two like Shacklet is, and really no, zero and three. Let's, let's clarify that. <laughs> zero and three, and not a threat whatsoever to the actual fantasy competitiveness whatsoever. Yet he still finds his way to be a twenty-minute segment of a podcast because you're loud, and when you're loud, you know where there where there's smoke, there's fire, mm. is what they say. Um, mm. Not the case here because he's not very good this year, and he's been struck by injury bugs, but. Whew. With that being said, he's a loud player, and so he's going to get some time. So shout-out to all the other league players. Listen, you want to get shout-out on the pod? We're trying to get your info in here. We're trying to talk about you. We're trying to make notable points. You want to get in here, make a take. Be loud. Make some noise. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can hear you, talk about you, discuss you, just for a moment. We'll give you a fair shot. We'll give you a fair. We'll, yeah. we'll put you out in the light of day. We're not going to trash no one anybody. Wants to, no one wants to be shacklet, but at the same time, you can be who you are, yeah, and you can be a little loud. You can be confident, uh-huh. and we'll we'll jump on board. We'll give you some support, or we'll completely trash you. Yeah, or we'll completely tear you down. We'll just—I mean, it's it's one or the other. We're in somewhere in between. We're here to separate. We're here to separate. Um, so we move into the the next segment here. Uh, I've titled it. You know, it might be cool sometime. You could set me up for a win. You can't have two number ones. Yeah, you can. That makes eleven. Uh, I've titled it. What have you done for me, Fably? Oh, what a great title. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so this is a segment where <laughs> where we analyze, jump onto my phone here real quick, analyze the sleeper app. And what we want to do is we've obviously have plenty of waiver pickups. Okay, that happens in our league. It's fantastic. We love it. And we wanted to kind of discuss those, but at the same time we realized discussing those is really, really hard to do because there's a lot of detail going on there. So we jump back and what we're going to focus on primarily is fab takes that are immediately plugged into play. Okay. So if you (coughs) spent $36 on Mike Davis and you didn't put him in the lineup, guess what? We're not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, (coughs) excuse me, the players that were spent and got, and then played. Okay? So, with that being said, I want to start with the Mike Davis one and ask uh, our, our Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated uh, Analysis Department, was Mike Davis played after being spent $36 on? Just just breaking news, he was. He was played? He was played. This is what we want to know. Because you go out and you spend $36 for a player, could have saved yourself... In the neighborhood of $24 exact. Uh, in the neighborhood. Exactly. Uh, that. And what did that $36 benefit the the proud owner at the time, El Shaka won? 20.4 points. 20.4 points? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is well worth it. Yeah. So I think that that's just, uh, uh, we take a moment here as we review. Great pickup. Oh, as and the, the McCaffrey spin. owner. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You need that. And the, the spend is worth it. I mm-hmm. think the spend is worth it. Now, did he win? No, but that's not what we're going to highlight. We're going to highlight just pickups and plays. Mm-hmm. Plug and plays, baby. So, with that being said, Mike Davis. Jarek McKinnon was also picked up for the Eric Johnson squad. Can you riddle for me whether or not he was started? He was not. He was not started. Chris Thompson. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Actually, I don't even see him. 
on the roster. Am I am I looking at this correctly? Uh, you might be because I think he was dropped potentially later on. Mm. He was. He was dropped for, or he was traded for Jerry Judy. That's right. And yeah. Isaac got Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, that's right. So, was that worth it? Was that trade worth it? Isaac, yeah. did he play him? Do we know? Did Isaac play McKinnon? I need to help you. I'm look sure at these. he did. I'm sure he did. I feel confident he did. He did. And he and? had 16.6 points. Not bad. I think that's a good outing. I think that's a good outing. Um, man. With that being said, what we're going to do, we can take a quick break, look all these up, and then just come back to you real in a, in a moment. It'll be like a snap. I'm gone. And then... That's money. AK. And we're back. Even though you that that took us multiple minutes, it only mm-hmm. took seconds for for you. So Magic. with that being said, we go on to the next pick. The that was paid money and was plugged in the Colts. Mm. Great pickup. Obviously a lot of debate in our league. Scruff was a dollar away. Mm. Would have been very beneficial to have Absolutely. that one dollar back um and have a w this this week mm-hmm. but he doesn't the Colts are picked up and they play well luke picks up Minshew and he plays like crap which i was also i bid for Minshew and i really thought he was going to play well he did not tampa was always picked also picked up and streamed great play chargers likewise defensive stream worked out well blankenship was picked up had 10 points mm-hmm. sample was picked up tied in for Cincinnati and produced a whopping one or just it was point, 0.6 points. Point yeah. six and 0.6 points. Unfortunately, with that point six outing from his tight end spot, he still won. One reception for one yard. Love that. You gotta love that output. I picked up Goff, uh, went ahead and re- bit the bi- bit the bullet with the uh, the Wentz pick and worked out for me. Goff got thirty three, Wentz got less than that, and it worked out. Yeah. Uh, Eagles were also picked up and plugged in, and they're great. That is the what have you done for me, Fably. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. You're going to spend Fab, you want to see it benefit your team immediately. Mm-hmm. If you're going to spend upper amounts. Now, obviously, we get into those lower dollar amounts, and it's just streaming. It's $0. It's not a big deal. Um, but, yeah, that's just a little segment that I wanted to take a little bit of inventory on. So that's what uh, that's what that the Fab looked like this week. Want to go into a little subsection of this, and that is the notables for next week. But no man stays on top. Absolutely, ma'am. I'd love to sign your baby. You're not going to want to wash that forehead. Forever. Well, the big news is that NASCAR has gone French. I am coming for you, Licky Bubby. He's in the wall. Uh oh. Yep, I'm flying through the air. This is not good. So, as we pull up the waiver list, We'll uh, we'll begin the conversation like so. How much money am I going to spend for Nick Foles? (laughs) (laughs) How much money am I going to spend for this guy? That's what everybody's looking to see. It's a Bears homer pick for your boy. I am debating it. Like I did say earlier, though, to keep everybody on their toes, golf does have good matchups coming up, so I'm not, like, terrified. And, I mean, I'm not trying to walk myself into a trade later for Nick Foles, but, yeah, I'm interested. I am interested. Here's the thing. And I'll tell everybody who's thinking about picking him up. He throws the deep ball 
about a thousand times better than Mitch Trubisky. And I'm very curious to see how the offense is utilized with someone who's not scared or timid to throw those balls. Even one of his interceptions were thrown. It was an amazing uh, back shoulder in back of the end zone back shoulder pass that Mitch would have never made. He would have never made the throw. But a great interception could have scared Mitch off or could have scared many players off. He turns right around and throws three more interceptions or three more touchdowns. And it was amazing. It was it was uh, it was poetic. Mm. And I just love that we've made the jump from a Bears perspective. I'm very thrilled. Who do they play this week? They are going to play the Indianapolis D. I remember saying that. Uh, they play Indianapolis. Only reason I like the matchup right now is because it might uh, be broadcasted on one of our local stations, hmm. which I'm really looking forward to if we can pick that up. Usually it's the Bengals, I know. but Yeah, it's usually the Bengals. Yeah. Unless they play at different times. Yeah. Do you think anyone else is going to be looking for foals? you think... I don't know. I didn't think anybody was looking for Minshew and those people earlier, but apparently they were. So because I look at our roster and I'm like, man, all these people have a solid QB or a QB with a good matchup or two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there can't be that many people going after these quarterbacks, but there are. So I'm, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm going to make a bid on him. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just not because I have golf and I've been very, very complacent the whole season about spending my fab and being precise with how I spend it. I haven't gone ludicrous and overspent on anybody. So you've been the opposite of complacent then. Sorry. I've been very content. Yeah. Yeah, I've been content, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm going to put out what I think they're valued at. And if that doesn't get me them, then it doesn't get me them. I'll mm-hmm. go back to the board. So that being said, I'll make a bid. But that's just because I think I'm going to watch. I mean, I'm going to watch every single game this this season. So Okay. Yeah. It's a homer, homer bid for your boy then. Yeah. But that's Nick Foles. Good luck out there, everybody who's going to make a bid on him. Mm-hmm. Any notables that you want to take a take a shot at or that you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, the big one is Justin Jefferson blew up this week. Had a huge game, 27 fantasy points. Um, looked like the best guy on the field. Looked good. Going yeah. deep, taking the deep ball. Everybody was excited. I mean, why everybody, but you're excited for him as a rookie coming out. So the question is, is this consistent? Or is this just a one-week blip on the radar? That- the answer is no. It's a blip on the radar. You think so? Yeah, I think it is. They Thielen is the guy. He has been. I've been watching them. Obviously, he's the dude. They're replacing Diggs. He's got the speed of Diggs, so he's able to stretch the floor or stretch the court. Stretch the court. Wow. Stretch the field, uh, which is what they need. So with that being said, he's going to be the long bomb threat for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's fine. What do you say to nine targets, though? I say that uh, I say that I think the running game was a little staunched early, so he was throwing a lot. I wonder. I don't know the the game script, but maybe they were playing from behind. But I think maybe targets. Thielen had a lockdown corner on him, and Jefferson there, was getting the targets. That's a. It's also a good. Thielen point. got targeted five times. Yeah. Still got in the end zone, but obviously Jefferson had the big week, so. I don't know. Yeah, keep an eye on him. Obviously, you want to go after him. I think that's a uh, you know, modern-day version of your your Robbie Anderson hmm. or your your um, Will Fuller. Okay. The Flying V. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. What about, uh, so we've also got T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Um, Wide receiver for the Bengals. Had a good week this week. Um, 18 fantasy points, nine targets, two touchdowns, only 40 yards though. Yeah, with the with the I like the targets and all that, but 
just the matchups with uh, with the Eagles, we knew it was going to be kind of a sling, jo- a slingshot, or what is it? High? What am I saying? It was going to be a pass game, just because. Shootout. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout, just because none of the defenses are that good, and so I just thought they were going to put up points. I didn't. I was expecting him to throw, and we've continued to see Burrow throw and throw and throw. So people are going to get targets. Um, that's why I still think there's a lot of upside for AJ Green if he can figure it out. But obviously, if these guys are going to produce more than him, both. Uh, both T and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, then it's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, maybe he is a good stash. Yeah. Anybody else jumping off the page to you? Rex Burkhead had himself quite a game. Yeah. On very very it. minimal touch, it was a very concentrated effort. Just many many touchdowns. But he definitely is the guy. As long as James White's gonna take some time off, that if you have him in your lineup, it's a great flex play. Getting the targets, you mean? I mean, yeah. The getting field. the get. I mean, yeah. Targets. And even getting some running action. Yeah, so six carries, yeah. And then I think Sonny Michelle actually had a good week. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, um, nine carries for 117 yards. So yeah. just a good shows rushing that, week. Yeah, shows that they can get they can they can split the time and still be beneficial. Yeah. Uh, are we gonna? Is anybody gonna pick up Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard, yeah. I don't know because it depends on the Devontae Adams injury, obviously. Okay. So I mean, depends on how. Even long though he's, he's not out. the li- the real Lizard King. He's the Lazard King, yeah. Lazard King, yeah. Kid. So, but um, yeah, I mean, he's it's it's tough because you know he's the I mean he's like top ten receiver on the year right now, so, um, but that's all based on this one week. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, when when Devontae Adams is out there, he's getting the lion's share. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Lazard. It's on Isaac's team. Oh yeah, you're right. I apologize. Yeah, Isaac's I just already him, got him. I just saw him trending. Good job, Isaac. Good luck bidding, guys. Yeah, Isaac's already got him. <laughs> Gonna bid my fab for trade. Yeah. With my that, question, yeah, go ahead. My question was Jeff Jeffrey Wilson. Anybody looking at him? So this is the San Francisco 49ers backfield. This week he got twelve carries and had two touchdowns, one receiving and one rushing. But the interesting thing to note is Tevin Coleman's injured. Jarek McKinnon got hurt at the end of that game, has some bruised ribs, and Raheem Mostert has been injured. Don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. Yeah. Are you are you taking a stab at him? Are you interested in him at all? Because he's basically the last man standing in that backfield if all these guys are injured. Yep. Uh, not a bad play if you are hurting for running backs. Uh, definitely not, not, yeah, a bad play. I think you're right. I mean, the whole entire 49ers offense has been riddled with injuries from, from top to bottom. We've mm-hmm. seen it firsthand. So, Whoever the last standing guy is, I mean, they will get fantasy points. I don't think their offense is going to be producing that many points, but they will get fantasy points. So, mm-hmm. not a bad, not a bad plug if you're going to go that route. There's also the obvious RB consideration is Carlos Hyde with, uh, with Carson, Chris Carson taking probably a, a knee sprain, one to three weeks could be back uh, around that timetable. With that being said, I mean. I've heard he could be back as early as this week. That's what yeah. that's the crazy news. It's questionable. So it's all it's all mm-hmm. dependent upon, you know, what happens with him. But people I mean, I guess I'm the guy that should go out and pay mm-hmm. for him just so I have the handcuff if I think Carlos Hyde is gonna be that beneficial in their offense anyways, even if Chris Carson's out. I'm not so sure. I don't trust the way that Carlos Hyde catches the ball out of the end zone or out of the backfield sometimes. So mm-hmm. with that being said, Russell has been throwing the ball. That's been their primary use of offense and he's been has he throwing it well. But yeah. if I don't trust my running back to catch it out of the backfield, I'm not sure how I feel about him. Yeah. So I'm down on a couple of those waiver those waiver notables. But with that being said, we can we can wrap that up. That's it. That's over. Yeah, we include that. We include that nice segment of waiver wire notables. Ah, I'm a fire. I'm a fire. You're 
Ricky Bobby. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish guy. Help me, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, use your witchcraft and get the fire From the guys who brought you Anchorman and the 40-year-old Then we go into a little brief section here. Um, this is the... Yeah, I wanted to kind of talk to you about this. This is handle updates. We gave people we gave people step-by-step instructions on how to improve and change their handle. And it looks like... Yeah, people went out there. They went to the Apple store. They bought a phone. They, they yeah. downloaded the app. They did the whole process and updated their handle. So I'm just very proud. And it looks like we have the initial one that I see that's changed is at anonymous1234. Yeah, who's that? I don't know. It's anonymous. I Tucker, barely know her. Hmm. Um, Great so, little joke. Yeah, hoping that whoever handle. anonymous one two three four will come out and identify themselves, so that whenever I'm playing them, uh, though I don't, I mean they might as well be anonymous as much as a threat they are. <laughs> but uh, but hopefully I'll I'll be able to at least know who is losing every single game. It does just make you wonder if it's outright rebellion to what you know the pump fake. Multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated pump fake podcast hosts have have asked for is the sure, update yeah, handle is yeah. it outright rebellion to that and what's good for the league or is he simply just embarrassed to put his name on his team that's the question <laughs> I mean it's got to be the latter <laughs> right be the latter right got to be the latter yeah uh, any updates on the other ones I'm trying to think Connor F I already knew he was there Isaac J we still haven't seen an update on who Marcus Perkis is I think like updated his to like W. Yeah. I don't know appreciate if that's that. It did. Yeah. It did. We knew K Wall was. Call me a cook. We really appreciate that handle mm-hmm. update. That was good. Yeah. Um, but that was from last week. We knew that. Yep. E.G. Johnson still hasn't updated that. I'd like to see Eric J. Marcus Perkis. I'd like to see Mark just put in there. Yeah. So, with that being mm-hmm. said, we appreciate the handle updates. It means a whole lot for those of you who updated your, your name. Uh, this is a little segment that we're going to go into that I really want to try to sell to everyone. Mm. So listen, listen closely. Nicknames for Sleeper for me are the most pointless thing ever. Mm. I really do. I think they're absolutely useless and I never ever use a nickname because I'm like, I'm not going to go through the, just the nickname process and put it on every single person. I think that's ridiculous. Notable history of the league of how we've used this in the past. At first it was kind of exciting. We would make some fun nicknames, but at the end of the day, it just... It got unmanageable. And it's really, too much. it was the the best part of it was whenever Alex Cook would do a song. That's what I was going to say. That was up. it. Yep. He would so, do a whole song. With that being said, you want to continue to do that, that's fine. But what happens with a nickname is essentially what you're predicting of that player. It's how you interpret their value to your squad. So, with that being said, what I would I, I would like to push a notion for in this league is use the nickname to predict the outing that week for the player. Yeah. If you think that they could potentially lay a dud, shoot your shot. Like, I'm going to play this guy, but I don't think he's going to do well. And lock him in. So if you could go through my team names, <laughs> yeah. I went ahead and put for the week two, I was like, Jared Goff, new QB, who dis? Mm-hmm. That's a great nickname. Had no production value. I just knew that I needed to change out my QB. Yeah, yeah. But Carlos uh, Elayer? Elayer. Yeah. I just... I was I really expected something special out of him. Twenty yeah. points. Chris Carson, ten to thirteen point outing. Nothing special. Nailed it. Solid outing by Thielen. Nailed it. Ten point nine. Keelan Allen. I thought I was I was under I was underwhelmed. I didn't think he was going to do as well as he did. Yeah. And he overperformed, which well, is great for me. Who saw nineteen targets coming? 
Seriously? Crazy. Uh, well, actually, I didn't say that I saw that coming, but I will say with the new rookie quarterback starting, he knows who the best wide receiver on the team is, and he's yeah. just throwing it to him. Yeah. Which is fantastic for 19 me. times. And when he even came in, most of the points Keenan Allen got last week came whenever he came in. Like, he literally just comes in and he's like, where's Keenan Allen? I'm just going to find him and start throwing that way. Yeah. So I didn't. I should have been a more aware and put big outing because rookie quarterback's going to find him. Zach Hurts, I was worried if he's a bust. I'm fine with a 10.5-point outing. A.J. Green has had seven catches and a touchdown. I was wrong. Six six targets. Six targets. No touchdown. Seven catches and a touchdown. Yeah. Not, not close. Yeah. MVP, Will Lutz, as always. Yes, definitely my best player. Nailed yeah. that one. The Bears, D, an interception and a few sacks. Very they close. They did get two sacks. They did get an interception. So No touchdown. I said it may be a defensive score. Maybe. So maybe like, didn't happen, yeah. but... You know, pretty close. But just throw it out there. Yeah, just throw out your predictions. And then the other things <laughs> on your bench, it doesn't really matter. But, you You'd know. have a big outing for Emmanuel Sanders. I said, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, I've got a big outing for him this week. I just saw him coming alive this week and versus his other weeks where he was kind of sleeping and dormant. It was so, big for him. Yeah, it was, exactly. <laughs> I don't think 13.6 is that big. Yeah. If anything, I should have switched him and Keenan, Keenan Allen. But this is what I'm trying to get at is just use the nicknames for reference on how you think – your player is going to do because then you can at least call your shot. Mm-hmm. And if you get the solid outings, out, I mean, yeah, those are going to happen. But it's when you call a boom and you get the boom. It's oh, when man. you call a bust and you're like, I'm sticking to my guns and it might be a bust, but I've got to play this guy because I, you know, there's a chance he might boom. To reference an old podcast, lightning in a bottle. Oh, <laughs> lightning, lightning in a bottle. In a bottle, treat Cullen. Lightning <laughs> in a bottle, baby. So yeah, with that, that's just my my little brief segment. That I'm going to try to sell you guys on. The more we can see of that in the league, the better. Just because I want to see when I'm looking through your lineup, how you're feeling about a particular player. That's what I'm trying to see. I like it. I love I like it. it. I love it. Um, great. Moving on to a segment where we're going to talk about QBs. The doctor told us you can walk. It's all in your head. I am so paralyzed. You want to see what my life is? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. Hmm? Oh, we're going to talk about QBs. What do we, we call this segment? Yeah, we have, we have, uh, we have labeled this section or this, this segment QB talk. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about QBs, baby. And my big thing is I just want to confess to the league, I'm very bad at picking up quarterbacks, okay? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I confess is because I think it is a <clears> – <throat> It is a, it's a product. It's it's a product of my past. Mm-hmm. I played in a lot of standard leagues where the quarterback is not as important in half PPR leagues. Yeah, it's just or, not. and we play with a six point touchdown. Exactly. Yeah, and I just think that I was I was brought up in that kind of fantasy play, so for those reasons, I have. I've failed to acknowledge the curve and grow with the curve and acknowledge it's important to get a good quarterback. I always thought, just like always wait until the ninth, 10th round to find your quarterback and stream them. I did the same thing with tight ends. I'm trying to knit these things in the bud. I need to secure a tight end. I need to secure a quarterback. They're going to be the mainstays of my team and continue to find those pieces where you can stream in your two section spots, like your RB spots, you got two of them. Stream one for the second spot. Wide receiver, stream one for this for the second wide receiver spot. All that be said, I got QB problems, and I think it goes back to a very very root problem I have with playing in standard fantasy football leagues. I need to adapt. I need to change, and I think that our league as a whole needs to understand quarterbacks are solid in this league. They're very important to have. But I want to bring up this conversation to to kind of knit this QB talk short but also get your take 
QBs are important to the league, and I think, like I said, I need to grow and mature in that way. But they're not that important. Right. Because I just streamed one for 33 points. Exactly. A little intuition will go a long way to help you Mm -hmm. with these streams. But with that being said, if you're somebody who has dual quarterbacks on your team, I want to try to gauge the trade value of that second quarterback because the way that people tend to value them on their roster is if it's a top five quarterback, then it's worth a second to third round pick, which I think is blasphemy Mm. because having a dual quarterback in your lineup you can only play one of them a week. Mm-hmm. And we'll use Cook as an example, and he is the QB whisperer. Me and him have texted. He does know QBs. True. And I will give him that. But if I'm going to him asking for Josh Allen, then I can't have Cook valuing Josh Allen as the elite QB that he is because he can only play – he's got one and three. You can only play one of them. It's honestly hindering your team to continue to carry him on your team and not get trade value out of him. So I'm not going to jump on a trade value that's valued too high for a quarterback when I can just go out and get a golf and stream him. Yeah. And you, the only time he's getting value out of that quarterback is literally the other quarterback's bye week. That's the that's only it. time. Yeah. Which – yeah, I want to get your take. I want to kind of open it up mm-hmm. to you to give your input here. But I just – the way that I see it is that if you want to have dual quarterbacks and they're good, then good for you. If you want to clog up your roster, that's fine. Go for it. But I guess I'm not going to come asking you for a trade for that quarterback when I can just go stream and my roster is free of a dual quarterback. I think what he's got here is your classic – And we're not trying to beat up on Cook. I'm no, just no, saying no. he's the prime example. He has mm-hmm. a one and a three. Yeah. Or maybe a one and a maybe two. Maybe a one and a two. Yeah, he might have yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go out and trade E-Layer for Allen. I just can't. It's your classic blessing and a curse situation. You've got all these riches. You've got this amazing point production. You can't just drop one of them because then you're basically punting someone to the rest of the league. You're punting on second have. down. Yeah, you're punting on second down. You're saying, you know what? I'm just going to kick this and somebody's going to grab it. And I'm giving up on this offense, offensive possession, for sure. So you, you can't just punt him. But then, yeah, you can't get the value in a trade for him because I agree. I'm for not. anyone smart. I might, I might be sure. in the minority here. I might be wrong. Like I'm, Maybe someone would look at Elayer and say, no, if you had Josh Allen, you would have literally produced mm. over 30 points, 40 points for the last three weeks if you had just played and made that trade, mm-hmm. which would have been good. And I maybe could have found a running back stream. But I have a hard time trading any of my first and second rounds for a quarterback that maybe it's just pride because maybe Josh Allen was picked up in like the 11th round and now I'm giving away my second pick for him. Yeah, he was picked up in the 10th round. Yeah. So that's the thing. And Maybe it's pride. There's even some great quarterbacks that were picked up in the 12th round, you know? So it's like, but there's the issue is... He's the quarterback whisperer, man. It's much harder to find a running back stream than it is to find a quarterback stream. Yeah. So... That's that's the issue. Is that the position is so much more sparse for a key position like a running back or even a wide receiver than it is for a quarterback because all of us every week theoretically can have a top 12 quarterback on the week. We can. Yeah. Now the the well, disparity now between right the first and the 12th is pretty big, but like the middling rounds, the disparity between like a 4th and an 8th is just not as big. But whenever you drop down from running back one to running back 45, right. that's huge. 
Yeah. So and then you've got two spots on you got two and a flex on your roster for a running back. So it's just it's really hard to equate those values. Now somebody that does have a big quarterback situation where that they need to make that trade. I think he's going to have to end up getting some value because otherwise he does just have that roster spot clogged up. So what is the value? What is the mark yeah. that you think is fair for a number two potential quarterback? Maybe according to you, trending down, <laughs> but well, yeah, according yeah. to anyone, Else, that yeah, he's they, top tier. Maybe a top tier quarterback. So what would your line be on the type of player? Yeah, and the thing is, especially with my situation, was my situation was it. Like, mm-hmm. I was struggling with Carson Wentz. I needed a quarterback that could produce. It was literally me. Mm-hmm. That was like, you have some wide receiver depth that you could just, I'm going to ship off Keelan Allen for Josh Allen or like something like that. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I didn't even put it in the trade. I was just mm-hmm. like, I had moves to make that I could like mm-hmm. potentially make a move and give him value while still getting a lock or whatever, for the QB spot for the rest of the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in that position. And, I mean, yeah, like I think it sucks week to week having to go to the waiver wire and try to figure out, all right, what's a matchup that I believe in? Oh, gosh, well, I don't know. You could end up in a Minshew situation mm-hmm. where you stream him in and it stinks. Mm-hmm. But I just I would rather be doing that than trading any of my corner pieces for a top whatever – quarterback i just can't bring myself to do it so all that to say is that i was in the position and i still didn't do it and it worked out for me yeah he didn't get as much as jared allen did but i still feel pleased with josh allen. Out. Yeah, yeah josh allen i mean i still feel pleased with the outing that i got from my quarterback that i just picked up for zero dollars so yeah i think if i'm him and i'm and i have his riches of a backup quarterback that's amazing i think i'm looking potentially for for, for do what i'm going for value now yeah i think well if i'm him I'm like I might be looking for potentially a down the road high ceiling potential somebody that's not getting a lot of opportunity right now. I might be trying to make a trade somebody that needs a quarterback right now has somebody on their bench that it's not really getting a lot of playing time, but maybe by the playoffs could yeah. have some potential to get yeah. some. And if there's an injury, something Playoff like keys. that. So look for somebody like that. That's what I would probably be doing yeah. because, yeah, I think I think obviously that many points a week. You're thinking, man, this guy's got a lot of value. But at the end of the day, the receiving end, I don't think anybody's going to give up a player that's you can really start right now that they're already starting every week. Yep. I completely agree. Would you think that A.J. Green would be a fair trade? Would that be something that you would put away? If I was him, I wouldn't because I don't yeah. believe in the yeah. ceiling of A.J. Green. I think I think somebody more that I'd be looking at is like a J.K. Dobbins. There you go. Yeah. But definitely I'm Just catching looking at your in. roster. Uh, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. I'm just, you know. J.K. Dobbins is listed as my team as the playoff key. I, yeah, I just if you that. can turn it around. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good some point. people out yeah. there that, are, that, that have some potential throughout the year that perhaps will have a lot of value by the end of the year that if you've got a quarterback that's just sitting on your bench, maybe it's worth it. Yeah. That's good. I just wanted to discuss that for a little minute. I appreciate you talking with me about QB Yeah. and this QB confessional that I, I, I am a part of. That being said, if it's Nick Foles' first-round pick, Easy, you know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Uh, let's move on to the next segment here, as we we near the one ten mark. The one ten mark. Um, yeah. So we actually are going to retitle this. This is your butt ugly blues of the week, and we have retitled the superstar manager to the Danny Angel Award. 
Will Ferrell. Ricky Bobby is not a thinker. Give me a fastball, twist a line. What the hell's a fastball? Give me another. Ricky Bobby is a driver. Yeah, it's a real deal down there. So this is the Bud Ugly Blizzo Award. Wow. And the Danny Ainge Award. Mm. Rewarding the best general manager of the week. Amazing. As we get into this, we don't want to go into too much detail, but we need to name a Butt Ugly Blizzo and who that is given to. Do you have any, um, what do they do? They, and the nominees for (laughs) Butt Ugly Blizzo are? Yeah, there is definitely some nominees. Um, people brought up how Griffin could have won if he got the Colts D. That's what you were talking about earlier. That's a potential Blizzo. Another potential Blizzo is, um, let's see, we were just talking about it in the sleeper chat, Isaac, you know, he got the worst manager in a row, and if he would have played his perfect lineup, he could have won by .3 points, so that's a, that's a nomination, that's a nominee, yeah. but there's something I keyed in on. Oh, this is great, Some- Patrick, I'm so excited, I forgot about it, <laughs> we've been I- talking for a while, I yeah. forgot about this. <laughs> something I keyed in on that I think knocks Gosh, it out I'll of the Gosh, I'll tell you what, this is... Pump fake multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated analysis department at its prime right here. Yeah, we're we got this all the information. This is overtime work. All the information at our fingertips here. The the, the pump fake media multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated really you know they they they're hard workers behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got all the information. I I they do all the legwork. I just I take the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Something we keyed in on over here. If we're gonna look, and I'll just go ahead and say the name. We're looking at Evan Shacklitz. We've been saying it all. We've been five. saying it all. all you heard the name a lot. It is my butt ugly though, simply because of this. Evan gets the loss, right? It's a pretty devastating loss. He almost gets there with that kicker. Almost gets almost. there. Almost. Tucker hardly know her. Almost Tucker. makes himself known. Really know her. Yeah. But what we're missing out here is the tight end play. Wow. So earlier in the week, we look back at the original bid. And he picks up Gigantor himself. <laughs> Gigantor. <laughs> Mo Alley Cox. Right? So he puts in a bid on him early in the week. Zero dollar pickup. Easy. Easy. Drops Logan Thomas. See ya. Later in the week, starts to question it. I think he probably hears whispers that Jack Doyle is might may play. You know, hears whispers yeah. on that. So makes the pivot and pivots over to who he ended up playing, which was Jordan. Akins or Atkins, I'm sure he'll correct it. The Atkins diet? The Atkins diet. So he went on the Atkins diet, and the Atkins diet proved its name by only producing 3.8 points. If he (laughs) keeps Moali Cox in the lineup, he gets the win this week. That is some in details. What I see and what I sense out of that is just an uncertain manager. A manager just second question. I mean, second guessing. I've got questions. I've got concerns. I'm I'm worried. I don't... ah. I'm just not confident. Mm-hmm. With that being said, uh, couldn't agree more. Blizzo, but ugly Blizzo of the week is Shacklet. Yeah, you, you're agree. You're in agreement on that. Oh, I have no arguments. I have no arguments whatsoever. For the Danny Angel Award, I look to um, is also Evan Shacklet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, I'm kidding. Um, I have a hard time picking this one. Uh, I think. You know, it's it's hard because Kamiya Cook just absolutely destroyed Eric Johnson, so there wasn't much of a, a 
a conversation there to be had. Mm. Um, but he's really streaming together a lot of key wins here, um, asserting himself in that division, which is just really good to see. But other nominees, you love to see Tiz edging out Isaac, showing Isaac what a losing streak looks like. You love to see that. So I just, um, yeah, those being said, I, I like those two picks, Tiz and Cook, as the as the nominees for this week's Danny Angel Award. Just going above and beyond, doing what they need to do managerially to, uh, to secure the W. I'm just going to go ahead and give it to Tiz because there was a guarantee going against him. Evan Shackley guaranteed that he was going to win. There was a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of smack going on. So the Blues of the Week goes towards Evan, and then the Danny Angel Award goes towards Tiz, staying confident, making his choices, sticking with them, and getting the W because he's a secure manager. He knows what he's doing. So I give it I give it to Tiz. I'm going to surprise you here. Okay. And I'm going to say that I'm nominating you for the wow. Danny Angel Award this week. That. Um, and it's simply because. You did make the right pivot on quarterback. Thank you. Now, that did not give you the win solely. Took but, some guts. Took some guts. But you did stay in the flames with Zach Ertz. Thank you. I appreciate you that. saying that. Yeah, I was worried. I'm so glad you brought this up. So you didn't tilt and put in Dalton Schultz. But I so. did I did draft him intentionally. I was like, I think he might be getting good targets down the road, mm-hmm. and it might get a, be a good stream. Mm-hmm. But I was like... It really came down to what you're – I appreciate this because it's, it's opening up a can of worms here. <laughs> uh, just because there was a lot of thought going into it. Um, yeah, I was either going to trade for Kittle, mm-hmm. which I discussed with Evan. Great trade that was presented to me, and I could have very easily taken it, mm-hmm. very easily taken it, um, and just kind of gone down that road of playing Schultz as my stream, keeping Kittle in the lineup, and doing that down the road. But I just kind of was like, I think it's too early to give up. I don't think 10.5 points justifies like him being a good pickup, I think, in my fifth round or something like that. It doesn't do that. But at the same time, it makes me feel a little less worried about his future. So I, I feel somewhat secured in, in that pick, and it was honestly just too hard for me to trade, or I probably would have pivoted and just plugged in Schultz and been done with it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. It did take a lot of courage to, uh, to keep that in, and I even marked it for the week. I was like, is he a bust? Mm-hmm. I'm worried, but I'm still playing him. So thank you for seeing that. That mm-hmm. Your insight, your thoughtfulness, your intellectual value on this podcast is just overflowing. Oh, man. You might be getting in trouble again. No. <laughs> <laughs> might have uh, another trial. Funny. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Uh, so thanks. Thanks for that review. That's good. Um, we're going to go to the next section where uh, we review sticky notes. And we have actually labeled this section the sticky review. Oh, wow. Yeah, sticky note review is really good. Uh, So we're going to review our sticky notes as What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. You don't drive with your eyes. You've got to feel the road. The story of a man who could only count to number one. I'm embarrassed. I really thought I could feel we it. essentially conclude the pod. We're always going to conclude the pod with this kind of this rigmarole on the back end of the podcast. We review the sticky notes. We put up some new ones. We... Review our previous week's score, and then we go into the next week picks. So, 
with the sticky note review, we're going to add three. Evan Shackle guarantee. He is 0 for 1. I actually have one to add that I forgot to bring up during the Shacklet segment earlier. I just wrote it down as a note. Oh, well, so, thank you. Let's uh, let's present it to the pot, the potty people. Yeah, breaking news. Um, so whenever if you were listening on the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Power Rankings podcast, yeah, by Evan Shacklet, he did. In ranking me correctly last, he did bring up, which it sounded like he kind of spliced it in at the end and said this uh, oh, at yeah. the side and then in, and then entered it in there. He can confirm or deny that, or he can just not address it. Oh, no, it's um, it's, it's it's on the Pumpfake <laughs> Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated's <laughs> podcast. I mean, it's mm-hmm. power rankings. It's yeah. it's on there. It's cannot be erased. But he added in there a little bit just the thought that he doesn't think I get more than three wins this year, which is the same thing I said about him. You yeah, gave him four true. wins. I said three about him. So it's fair play. It was interesting how maybe it was an afterthought that he then added in as an audio clip. But nonetheless, it deserves to be a take on the sticky. That's a so, sticky. So you need to make an official sticky. I just wrote down a note. So you need to make oh, an okay. official sticky. Thank you. <laughs> With uh, a pin. Evan Shacklet. Shacklet. You know what? He's got to love how much we've talked about him on the pod this week. got to love it. He's got to love that. Yeah. Sorry for everyone else that doesn't want to hear about Evan Shacklet, but uh, Patrick P. Sweeze will not get three W's. I think he said more than three. Yeah. More than three. Will not so get more than three. Will not get four. Four wins. This season. Very good. Add it to the list. Evan Shacklet. Love it. We add that one. We are also adding Alex Cook, stating that Evan will not make the playoffs. Man, that one seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Barely a take. <laughs> Connor Fulkerson, a group me take. Kyler will score every TD for the remainder of the season. That is hot and juicy, baby. To review some of the other ones that are already up there. We've got Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard with 56 receptions this year and three touchdowns. No more than that. Uh, He did get injured this week, which may solidify a portion of your season. We'll see how bad the fracture is. It's true. Um, And you've got Zach Ertz at 115 receptions. And seven touchdowns this year. So both of those things have to happen for this take to stay true. That makes sense. Yeah, that's good. And <laughs> we've got, well, this is this is the question we'll take, right? This is the Chase Edmonds take. This is Edmonds the one we'll take. continue to discuss week in and week out. But my take is Chase Edmonds will not take the starting job through the remainder of the year. We're taking off the injury clause that we first put on there and planting the flag. That's my take. Whether it's a take or not, it's on the board. So with you removing that injury clause, let's say Drake gets hurt and Edmonds takes the starting spot, you are now the loser of this Evan wins the take. Yeah, okay, there you go. Because his argument apparently is based around his durability. So, Cool. It's fair. I love it. I guess. Good job. Update on that sticky note. Yep. And then we've got Evan S., wins on the season from both me and you. Yeah. You gave him four. I gave him three. Nice. So basically we've got a heads-up match between me and him. Who can piss in the wind and get three wins first? 
Oh, that's good. Is there any other ones? That's all that we have for that. We do have the division winners, which is going to stay on the board. Yeah, it's just going to be. We'll, we'll look at that one for, for later. Um, with that being said, do you mind to pull down our weekly our weekly review from last week? Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. you got to learn to drive with the fear. <laughs> oh, my God! There ain't nothing more frightening than driving with a live cougar. Oh, Ricky, me. control your heart rate. I can't control my heart rate. I got a cougar on me. I'm going to move you back so you can sit down and join us here on the, on the seat. Um, yeah. So we're going to go to week three. We're actually going to review these. So this little segment we like to call the uh, weekly review, where we review last week. I know that you guys like these titles. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we did create a list, okay, and this is where we're also going to update our score, okay, so Mr. P, if you would be so kind as to go up there with a pin, I'll give you the pin, and update our score, me and you, let's see, so this was the Evan and Tiz matchup, okay, okay, um, I made the comment that Stafford would get hurt, I was wrong, you said that no injury. You said no injury for Tiz. Did I? Yeah, you said no injuries for Tiz. And that's why he's going to win. Um, well, Deontay Johnson did get in concussion protocol. Um, so it looks like that did not come to fruition. Okay. Also, it looks like Young Haiku got hurt. Interesting. So, I mean, you both picked Tiz. So, we were tied there. I I picked Tiz because Stafford got hurt. You picked Tiz because no injuries on this team. So, regardless, we move on. This was the matchup. That's one one on each of us, right? Correct. And the matchup between Connor and Isaac. I said that um, Isaac, let's see. Let's see, I'm trying to remember here. Sorry, guys. Small writing on a sticky note. Um, Murray, 22, less than 22. Oh. Mahomes. But, but Murray did get over 22. What did I put Mahomes? Oh, <laughs> I put Mahomes uh, greater than 35, which well, I was right. You did get right about that. Yeah, so for those reasons, though, I had Murray going less than 22. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I had Mahomes going over 35. I was right. And that's why Isaac was going to solidify the win for me. You said that... Taylor was going to go for 100 yards. yards. Yeah, uh, more than 100 uh, rushing yards. Yeah, he did not. And he did not. So, was was Taylor on Isaac's team or Connor's team? Taylor was on Connor's team because I said Taylor would go for over 100 yards, but he would still get the loss. Wow. So, me and you both selected Isaac. So, we both got wins. No, we didn't. We 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 both lost. lost. Both lost there. Interesting. Okay, in the Eric and Cook matchup, Eric and Alex Cook matchup, I selected Cook and you selected Eric. Mm, hurts. So I take another. I take another point there. Uh, what I said, I said, I said this is the highest scoring matchup. Well, which it may have been just based on the fact that Cook scored 170. Cook had the highest score of the week. So with that being said, I think that I, I'm not sure what the quick math is, but it would be 160, 186, and I see that um, no 286, yeah. and then I see that 
Zeke, Kevin, and put together 244. So, okay, they did. It was the highest scoring matchup. Wow. Uh, Hockstrap, so let's see, Connor and Isaac, 130 plus 150. So that's 184. Close. So that's 183. 283. 284 versus 250. 255. It's very close. Uh, I don't, I, we need to get a calculator. <laughs> need to get a calculator. But I, I just, it was, um, I guess I'm, guess I'm calling my shot here. And we're going to see how secure that was. So, 96.18 plus 169.70. 265.88. Oh, and then Isaac, or er, then Connor and Isaac was 154.60 plus okay. 129.84. They blow it out of the water. So, yeah. So, you did not get that take oh, okay, right, sorry. but yeah. the, the high score was on that matchup. So Okay. Highest scoring matchup. Yeah, that's interesting. But I had Cook, you had Eric, and you said Lamar and Andrews for plus 50. Plus 50 points. That did combined. not happen. Lamar did not, that did not look happen. good. And that Andrews did not. did not look good. Yeah. So that's that's that, And that's why it led you astray. Is that's why you picked Eric. Yeah. Was that the, because that, that was going to happen. Yeah. And didn't. Uh, Luke and Kev. You pick, I picked Kev. You picked Luke. Oh, so I get a point there. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, and I said you're gonna pull away from next I had nothing. I had nothing to say about Kevin and Luke. Did I have anything? I don't think you did either. Wow. We just knew. We just, or you, I just you just knew. knew. <laughs> uh in the matchup between Mark and Pat, you picked yourself and I picked Mark. I said Rogers is gonna go for over fifty Jeez Louise. You said over fifty? It says over fifty six. That doesn't make sense. What? Over thirty six. Oh, he was close. 32. 32. Mm. You picked yourself, and you had Gibson going for more than 20. Yeah, he did not. He did not do that. Okay, so I got a point there. That's good. Mm -hmm. And then in the Ben Griff scenario, you went ahead and picked Griff, and I picked myself. No predictions needed on that one. Yeah, so you pulled away from me by a couple in there. Yeah, what's the total here? What do we got? Eight to five. You're in the lead. You got eight to five. Three right I've here. got a three point cushion. Do I play it safe for the rest of the season and just never take any risks? Pick the same picks that you pick and solidify the W. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not the case. That won't no, happen. We count to three in yeah. this pod. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. So let's get into that point. Can I have the pin, please, as we go into the next segment where we pick next week's picks? We've titled this next week's picks. <laughs> It is going to be, let's see, we've got, let's go ahead and get our matchups rolling here. And I'm going to use a bigger sheet of paper so that we can take down the notes yeah. the way that we're supposed to. Nice. Can it stick up there? Do you think it'll be, it doesn't have to stick up there, I guess. It can stick up there. I get a little piece of tape. It's coming down next week anyway. Nice. Let's go into week four. Can you believe we're already there? Week four. Wow. I think you'd have a win by now. <laughs> Jeez. Well, some of us do. Some of us have two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go into the uh, Shacklet. Well, shoot. That's both of our matchups. Skip both of those. We'll leave those for last. Connor Tiz. The, Is that what you got? I've got the Connor Tiz matchup. Got Connor Tiz matchup. I'm going to write it down here. Oh, 
could be a juicy one. Yeah, let's see. As we as we analyze this one, I'm liking Dalvin Cook a lot for Tiz with that matchup. I am I still think Taylor is gonna continue to just do great for Indianapolis. I see I'm gonna keep Chicago's defense in, but I do think Taylor gets a touchdown in that matchup. And it's not just because our defense is bad or anything. I just think maybe we get worn down and there's a touchdown in the third quarter by Taylor, which justifies him being in the game if he's gonna play him. Hill continues to produce for Connor. I just you gotta love having him on your team. How did Juju do last week? Fourteen point three, not bad. I'm ready. And I am ready. Three, two, one. Connor. Connor. Good. We both picked Connor. Do you have any reasons why? While you fill that in, I know why. I. It's because it's time for Tiz to lose. It's just time for Alex to lose. He's three and zero right now. He's going up against a great team in Connors, and I just uh, it's time for him to lose. We are starting division play. These are very very important matchups as we can begin to solidify which division is best. I know that statistics are going to point to a single one, but the way that I see it, it's time for Tiz to lose. It's mm-hmm. time for Tiz to lose, and that's just it. There's no facts or anything like that. I can make some assumptions, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm just going to say straight up, he's got three in a row. It's time for him to be three and one, and it's time for Connor to even the, the playing field in this matchup. So wow. I've got Connor. Yeah, i got Connor, and I, I think what jumps out to me here is I think Tyreek Hill has been doing well, but I think he even has his highest score of the season this week. So that's over 19.4 points. Tyreek Hill blow up. I got gotcha. you. Very good. We're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and go to the next matchup here. Love it. A little bit of and you guys not believe what Patrick's doing around these. Times. A little mess around. A little Patrick a little mess Booker around. mess around. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. I continue to go down the line here. We've got Luke versus Alex Cook. Luke. Versus Alex Cook. Hold on. Alex C. Okay, looking at the matchup here. Yeah. As we as we do a little little bit of digging here. Yeah, I know why. I know why. I do too. Three, two, one, Cook. Luke. All right, mm, we, we, go we go different ways. I'm excited about that. Tell me why you think Cook. Russell Wilson against the Dolphins. He has been the greatest quarterback all year, and it's not going to end here. I don't okay. think it's going to be even a 40-point outing, as right. it's been his floor, because I think they're going to blow them out so much that Russell is not going to have to do as much. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say game mm-hmm. script. They're going to mm-hmm. actually go up early, mm-hmm. and you don't think that they're just going to be running that ball like into the ground? Mm-hmm. But I I think that Russ is still going to have a great game. Um, and that, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at at least 35 points, and I'm just worried about, yeah, I'm worried about the quarterback situation for like Maybe Minshew stays in there, or maybe he plays Breeze next week. I don't know, but I'm worried about this quarterback situation. I think the quarterback wins the matchup. 
Yeah, not a bad take. Uh, I, I can see, obviously, the matchups, even with Kamara and Detroit. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good matchups for Cook. Uh, and, I mean, I even like Allen Robinson with Foles throwing now. Mm-hmm. I do. I really like what's going to happen with his production. Yeah. But it's the Colts defense, though. Tough. What yeah. I see Luke doing is, is going three and one, giving another three and O starter this season their first L. And I just see I don't know who's going to stream for his quarterback. I like to think that he is going to put in Breeze because I see a lot of points between Green Bay and Atlanta. With that being said, I think there's a lot of production out of Jones. So I've got Jones for plus twenty. Okay, plus twenty, and then I've also got Diggs for over twenty. Okay, and I think that's just, uh, I think there's going to continue to be just with Las Vegas, a lot of points are going to go up, and I just think that uh, Josh Allen's going to continue to find digs for for production there. Put in a Melvin Gordon for me, plus 20. Gordon? Thursday night. Just throwing it around. Thursday night, Denver's got their other quarterback in. Melvin Gordon's going to be the crutch, and he's going he's gonna to score over 20. It's good. It's good. Let's go to the next matchup, baby. We've got Isaac versus Mark. Mm. Should not be such a hard decision to make, but it is. <laughs> so let me put Mark, Isaac. All right. A little bit of look here. It's just crazy that he's one and two, and he's had and he has Mahomes in his lineup. It just seems with thirty four point outings and fifty one point outings that you should secure some dubs. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think with this uh, Mark Henry the Derek? You are a Titans fan, so I do want to get your idea here. Mm-hmm. With Titans ca- catching COVID, how do I look at Derek Henry this week? It's it's scary. Yeah, are they going to play Monday night or are they going to reschedule? It looks like right now their plan is to move that game to Monday night, and that means that the Titans, it's it's questionable whether they're even going to get some practice in this week because mm-hmm. NFL seems committed to play this game Monday night whether or not the Titans have even seen each other in person throughout the week, which is crazy to me. So we'll see what the protocol does. I don't know. I'm worried about it, and especially against the Steelers' defense. Tough. 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 So I, I am worried about Derrick Henry this week on a fancy outing, and I'm worried about the Titans this week being able to keep their record strong. So it seems like a bad situation. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, I have got my pick here. And um, I'm a little confused by it. But Man. I'm complexed. This is, this is a tough one. Kind of depends on how you're looking. Mark another team with uh, that dual quarterback situation. That honestly, you're just kind of waiting for. I mean, there's great value to be had out there for the likes of Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan can't win football games, but that doesn't mean he can't put up fantasy points. Only 15.42 last time, but I think he gave up an interception late, and they didn't know. They only scored 27 points, where usually they scored 30 plus. So I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna make up my mind. I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Isaac. Mark. Man, I love that we're I, different. I had Isaac all the way until the end, and I started looking at the matchups. And yeah. here's what I've got is I think it's going to be a battle of the receivers. I think where Mark has the edge is a little bit at the running back. And I think that his receivers are going to outscore their receivers. 
outscore um, Isaac's receivers by 15 points as a unit. All right, say that again. Wide receivers, 15 plus as a unit. Mark, no, they're going to outscore Isaac's receivers by 15 points, yeah. 15 plus. And then, yeah, and that's going to give him the edge because his running backs are are easily going wow. to take that. you got the wide receivers going over even though he's got Robert Woods and Hopkins. I do. Yeah, and that's where I think the matchups are good. I think Tyler Lockett has been going off. They've got the Dolphins. I think he's going to get some early touchdowns from Russ, who is also the reason somebody else wins their matchup. And then Mike Evans is, I think, uh, going to have a good week, even against Hopkins and Woods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've got. Uh, that's just a feeling I have. That's good. No, I like the feeling. That's I. I really do. I like that. That's what I want. I want the feels. Uh, I've got New England and Kansas City scoring a lot of points. Uh, Mahomes will get buckets per usual. There's no real statement being made there, but I do think that Hopkins and Woods. I've got the opposite. I've got Lockett cooling down after a thirty-something point outing in fantasy. Uh, Evans will continue to produce, but I've got their trio, so I'll just reverse yours, mm-hmm. and I'll even say that I've got plus 15 for Isaac's receivers. Do you think it's enough for, for where it seems like he's yeah. lacking in the running back room? And do you are you even counting T.Y. Hilton and Lazard in this as well, his his flex play? Yeah, well. And yeah. that wide receiver. I feel like that's going to wash. I think their flex is going to wash. If they don't even change it, yeah. yeah. If they don't change it, yeah. but. With that being said, I've got their core winning, and I just have Mahomes continuing to put buckets. So I just I've got Isaac. It's hard for me to go against him, but maybe that's why I'm gonna mm-hmm. lose a point in there. So we'll see. We go on to Kevin and Griff, uh, our league's namesake for the first divisional battle outside of the Triple T League, mm-hmm. going up against a strong, strong team in Kevin's team, but just can't seem to get Ws for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know if he's got the bad luck this year, but we've got. Kevin versus Griff. Let me write it down here. Okay. And it's just will they play, you know? That's the question. Yeah. I've got my pick. Okay, let me know. Yeah, I've got mine. Three, two, one. Kevin. Yep, Kevin. I mean, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say Kevin. <laughs> sorry, I, I was on. I was already going to circle your yeah. name. I yeah. was already going to circle your name too. Yeah. But uh, but I've got Dallas going up against Cleveland. He's got enough people that are going to eat on that team. That's just going to be good. Metcalf is going to continue to dominate over Miami, and that's just too many good matchups there. He's got Zerline, he's got Lamb, and he's got Zeke at Cleveland. Like they're going to eat, mm-hmm. and I just think that's going to be the deficit. Obviously, you see a lot of injuries on the Scruff McGruff squad. We'll see if they'll play, but I've got Dallas blowing out Cleveland, and his team is going to benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I honestly don't have a take on this one. <clears throat> I just feel like overall I'm worried about the injuries on Griff's side, and I just don't know what it's going to look like. And it just seems like Kevin has a more full roster right now. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you've got – Two and one, one and two. Time to even the playing field a little even bit there, and uh, and give the triple T league again a little bit more hope as we as a, uh, you know I'm at the top of our division right now. I need Griff to continue to take some of these L's. Yeah, absolutely. So we move on to our personal matchups. Let's go ahead and start with, let's do uh, let's do mine. 
That's your mind. Me and Eric J just can't seem to find it this season. Uh, any predictions on our lineups? Need to take a look here. Will I even have Goff next week? Ooh. Is Carson going to play? Again, shout out to all those people. I mean, use your nickname. Tell us what you think your players are going to do. You've got our perspective on what you think we we think they might do. Tell us, uh, tell us what you think. Man, Sammy Watkins has not been. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been droppable yet. Does Sanders get the plug for me? Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yep. Okay. I got my pick. Three, two, one. Eric. Eric. Wow. Picking yeah, I've yourself. got myself taking an L just because, mm-hmm. first of all, in these picks, we have to do that eventually. Mm-hmm. I just can't pick myself every single time. Sure. I I don't know if I'll I, – yeah, I just can't. I think that he's 0-3. I think some things are going to break his way. I think Jackson versus the Washington football team is going to be rough. I think they're going to come out strong. And angry. Yes. From the loss I think to the they're Chiefs. going to be very angry. Yeah. And, That's uh, what I had. Yeah, I just think it's going to be – he's going to have some good outings. I hope that my team doesn't crap the bed, but they could. Yeah. So I've got I, Eric. Yeah, I think I was one week too early on the Jackson-Andrews 50-plus outing as a unit, so I'm doubling down on it, baby. Jackson and Andrews combining for 50-plus points this week after they're mad about how Mahomes smacked them around um, last week on their home turf. Okay. Glad I get my take in there. I crapped the bed. I just crapped the bed this week. Isn't that nice to just <laughs> yeah. get it off the plate? It's like, oh, yeah. Just crapped right, the bed. That's just what I said. That seems right. Okay. <laughs> um, you and the infamous Evan Shacklett going head-to-head here. Two 0-3 oh, players. Man. Uh, battle of the bottom of the barrel here. Battle of the bottom. Let's see. Evan. Both uh, just desperately trying to get to that three-win mark to now. prove each other wrong. Yeah, now they are. Let's see. I. Wow. I'm ready. I need to. 3, 2, 1. Patrick. Patrick. Oh, you're going to pick me. Yeah, I've got you because I'm honestly, I'm on board for the Evan just like complete obliteration (laughs) chain. I'm just ready for him to be 0-4 and not know what to do with himself. So that's why I'm here. I'm here for the ride. Yeah. I... I missed my call for the breakout last week. I'm not doubling down the same one. I think Drake has a great week this week. Wow. A get-right game for him. Um, plus a certain amount of points? Yeah, he's going to get 20-plus. Ooh. 20-plus for Drake this week. Man, just kind of rub be... in the Edmonds talk. Rub, rub in that conversation. Oh, yeah, baby. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, I've just got Evan losing. <laughs> That's just it. That's all I got. That's it. That's all I got. So those are the takes. That's good. I like it. Um, that concludes, let's see, all of our potty topics. Potty mouse. Now I've got to think about what kind of movie trailer I'm going to pick for this bad boy, but... Mm. I thought you said you had it. I do, actually. I forgot it. Now I remembered it. Thanks for reminding me, buddy. That's what we do. That's the end of the pod, man. You got anything you want to say? No, I'm just going to let Evan know, um... We're going to have a great battle this week. We're going to get off. One of us is going to get off the bottom of the barrel just a little bit more than the other one. And I just, unfortunately, it's going to be me. But um, there is hope in the future for both organizations. Um, I hope for many years to come we have this 
rivalry, and maybe we'll be having a rivalry at the top of the standings next year, or maybe by the end of the season. We'll see. Or maybe next year you get into the same divisions, and it's just... Who knows what's going to happen. Man. Wow. I'm not going to go as far as to say me and Evan have a rivalry. I think Evan has small rival- rivalries with many people yeah, around the league. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> he has small rivalries with everyone. Um, yeah, that's What really do you have good. to say to the people? Uh... Thanks for listening, man. We're we're trying to condense this stuff. We are. We're yeah. trying. We try. But we've got so many topics that we really would love we love to talk about. So just continue to excuse the lengthy pods. Uh, hopefully you find them entertaining for your work. Uh, I mean you work eight hours a day. Yeah. What's what's two? Even if you've got to break it apart, you know, a few a days, segments. you know. We try to get it out early in the week so you have the rest of the week yeah. to really listen in. If you're listening to the back end of the pod, what I will say, how about this? Uh, if there's any segments that you're just like, you just need to remove that. Yeah. Just take it out. Please like, tell us. Yeah, just let us know. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're we're, we're going to revisit some of these, and whenever we're brainstorming, we can take them out. But if we need to let go of some, then uh, we will not be offended, I promise you, because there's probably a little bit, maybe a 1%, 2% inside of us that whenever it's getting to 11 o'clock and we're still recording a podcast, we're kind of like... Maybe we should shorten this up yeah, sometimes. We could have pared it down Maybe a little. Maybe we could have just cut out some stuff, like this stuff at the back end that you're listening to right now. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> with that, we, we bid you adieu. Thank you again for listening to the Pump Fake Podcast, a proud supporter of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. Shouts out to all of our listeners across the nation, across the world, uh, some of us even local in your local work office at KP. Shouts out to all of you. Thanks again for listening. It, it means a lot. Bye. Bye. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about.